It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. looks to find Fosu on the left again with plenty of space you know he can do damage gets to the box cuts in on his right goes for the far corner certainly no question he was going for goal there right on the left hand side of the box just past the post and that's real really chance first sight of goal Nabisard next to move the ball forward to Fosu nice little chested ball down to Josh Cullen who finds Joe Rebo now on the left hand side again plenty of space in front of him He's caught up by the number 29 there for Walters. Good ball. ball in from Joe Aribo. It's parried away from Have the keeper. Go. The ball's still alive. Tariq Fosu, he's been pulled away. That's a penalty. That's a penalty to Charlton. Penalty to Charlton. So here we go then. Lyle Taylor up against Liam Roberts in the Walsall goal. Takes a short run up. Puts it yes. away. No questions asked. Get Lyle Taylor there. sends Liam Roberts the wrong way. Puts it into the right hand. Real middle of the goal. Six minutes in, it's Charlton 1, Walsall 0. Yeah, and a great place penalty there from Lyle Taylor. I'd be happy with that. Obviously missed a couple of weeks ago. Um, put that, you know, <laughs> keeper wasn't saying that, went the wrong way. He can try and get the ball in the front. He can't. Josh Collin, he's got space in front of him. He could opt to shoot. Doesn't. That's a it's lovely a ball. ball to the back post. To Taylor. Rebo, can he get there? Go on, Eagle. Oh, Eagle oh. with the Kayleigh with a bicycle kick. Can't quite get anything on it. And Charlton, some real intricate play inside the box there <laughs> to try and score a, a Hollywood goal, you would say. Doesn't Imagine quite come off. The absolute scenes if Igor Vettikalia connected oh, with that Chris Solly, he's nicked the ball in a shooting position. Plays through Taylor. Oh, Taylor one, well, he's just gone a bit too wide there. Knocks it back Shoot. to Fosu in a shooting position. Brilliant little brand oh. back. Goes for goal about 12 yards out on an angle. But that's, you've got to say, a brilliant block. forward now for Walsall Cullen well played Josh Cullen does what he's good at breaks up play now Lyle Taylor on the left hand side looks to pick his pass it's not a bad delivery. ball delivery oh. oh, that is a superb save from Liam Roberts from Cullen's head have a go again Pierce in the box Bielik in the box Saar in the box balls in the middle it's so oh, I tell you what oh. Bielik he's dropped again to Bielik it's yeah. in 2-0 Charlton Christian Bielik with a second bite of the cherry can't quite get his header there but the ball drops in front of him and he slams the ball left footed into the bottom right hand corner it's Walsall nil Charlton 2 and again we've got that all important second goal Ollie that's something we've been, <laughs> we've been begging for week after week bit of comfort bit of breathing space the corners come in there it's dropped down to Christian Bielik and he's managed to poke it home 2-0 Charlton the away fans are loving it over there 
a proper ball boy, that. That is a proper ball boy. Front outside, misses the life. As a full-time whistle goes, booze surround the Bescot Stadium, cheers from the away end from the travelling addicts. A very, very, very good performance on the road here from Charles. An absolute textbook away performance. So good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview coming to you live from the Valley. We've just heard the goals from Tuesday evening's 2-0 win over Walsall. And we're going to speak about that game tonight and of course look ahead to Saturday's trip to Mansfield Town. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me here on this special FA Cup preview is uh, Tom Wallen. Put your phone away, Tom. What are you looking at? Just laughing at pictures of me when I was doing the training with Bozo and Blimini. Look at that old square head. You alright, Tom? How are you doing? One for the listeners there. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah had yeah, a good week. Good. Enjoyed Tuesday's win, following it up from afar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, other boys, yeah, the, other, the other boy you can hear giggling there is, uh, <laughs> is uh, Nathan Monet doing those. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Living yeah. the dream. Yeah. yeah, had a good week. Yeah, good. we're doing all right. Top six can't grumble, can we? Yeah, really? exactly. And it's a magic of the FA Cups coming to get us as well. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah, so we could win. We could win. We want the whole cup or just on just Sunday? A, just a game. Yeah. Just a game in the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, yeah, on tonight's show we will look back at that tuna win over Walsall <laughs> on Tuesday evening. We've just heard the calls there. Uh, we're here from Lee Boyer after the game. Uh, we'll also hear from Jed Steer, the goalkeeper, uh, about his competition for the number one spot. Uh, with Dylan Phillips, of course. Then we will turn our attention to Sunday's trip to Field Mill in the first round proper of the FA Cup. We're going to hear from John Lomas, who writes for the local paper up there, the Mansfield Chat. He lets us know how the Stags have been getting on. And then again from Lee Bowyer, who will let us know what sort of team he's playing in on uh, on putting out. Now, first thing, first, Tom, we just heard there the, the highlights of the 2 0 win. Back to back wins, as Nathan said, back in the top six. Jobs are good. Un. Yeah, yeah, you take that. After the week we'd had before, we obviously the. The poorer performances with the draw at home and then the loss, where I thought I saw the highlights of the loss at, at Rochdale. I didn't actually think we played too badly, but I didn't think we were great against Oxford. Um, and those two results had come a bit, a bit strange, really, after the win we'd had at home. But um, yeah, two solid performances since then, two really good wins. I think that Warsaw game you'd expect to win that, but um, I don't think we necessarily expected to to win the home game before that, but we did, and uh, yeah, back in the top six, which is obviously great. Mm. And uh, I mean, just on the Saturday after the Doncaster game, Bayer said quite explicitly that we weren't going to be playing Lyle Taylor because of his stomach muscle injury. And sure enough, he he turned up, he sprung that surprise on us and uh, turned up, battled through the pain barrier and scored. Mm, yeah, I think, um, like you said, no one or both said he wasn't, so we was all thinking he's he, are you going to play out with Carlin or... Is there a chance that Naby would go up top? I don't know. <laughs> I know that would never happen, but I always one, one day. One day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So you know, I was I was surprised to see it, but um, you know, that's the sort of guy that Lyle is. You know, if he'll he'll play through the pain barrier unless he's obviously yeah. dying more or less. He, he was never going to play. Um, he, he was always going to play, but yeah, it turned out to be a good good thing that he did start, and we got a nice uh, professional per, uh, performance and a. Decent three points at home against a team, you know, they have fell away a little bit, but they, d- they did start the season quite brightly. A good side at home as well. Yeah, a lot, a lot was said about how our Tuesday evening record in particular was, was pretty yeah. poor, I think, out of the last 
15 or so we'd only won twice on a Tuesday evening and, and you, you do look at that and you think oh it's a small squad you know in, we, we're going to be carrying injuries then when we saw Taylor was playing you think thinking I hope we're not risking him when we don't need to yeah. I mean there were four changes made I think the one that stood out for me was actually the fact that Carlin was and it, it was just rested uh, instead of Igor and obviously there's some pretty devastating injury news that's come out for both Igor yeah. and for Josh Cullen which we'll talk about further uh, later on in the show but it looks like they're both out for, with dislocated shoulders for a little while um, but I was surprised to see that, that that Lee wanted to sort of change it up and, and to give Igor his start yeah well I like everybody else I just expected Taylor not to be in that first 11 and uh, got home from work and checked Twitter and see the team news and I was as confused as everybody else I think to see him in there and then you look further down the list and see that Grant isn't there and uh, and obviously Boya comes out after the game and says it was just just being rested and I mean, it is sensible when you think about it. And obviously, in hindsight, it's it's okay to say that because we know we won the game. But um, he does need to be resting players where he can. And I would say Igor and, and Carlin are pretty similar players. You get the same sort of like style of performance out of both of them. Whether their quality will be the same at the moment, I don't know. But um, yeah, Igor had shown a little bit in the last 20 minutes against Doncaster at the weekend. I think he deserved his chance to start. Obviously gutted for for what happened in the game, but um, and Carlin didn't get much of a rest in the end anyway because he had to come on. But it's good to see that Bowyer is prepared to change it up um, and prepared to to try different things because it'd be very easy for for him to just keep chucking Lyle and, and Carlin in week in week out. And obviously you want them to continue to build that partnership. But as he said on to us on Saturday, when you when you're playing Saturday Tuesday every week, you do need to rotate mm. your squad. Yeah, one of those other changes was when uh, with Tariq Fosu coming in for Jamie Ward. Now, when we spoke to Jamie after the Barnsley home game, he did say he doesn't think it'd be up to Saturday Tuesdays too often. And the last Tuesday game we played against Oxford, he started from the bench as well. Uh, so I wasn't surprised to see that. But of course, Tariq hadn't been playing well this season. So absolutely delighted to to see that, uh, in particular in the first half, he, he put in for me what was his performance of the season. And he got us off and running as well. He had that he had a shot before we even scored that was really close. And then he won the penalty with some tricky footwork in, inside the penalty area. We seem to be on our best run of penalties ever. I think I saw a stat that's, that's our eighth one in all competitions so far this season. We're only in November. Do you remember maybe two or three years ago, we went well over a year without getting one. So it shows we're doing something right, having tricky players in and around the penalty area. Yeah, we've got obviously we've got pace and you know Tariq's um, as a defender, you wouldn't like Tariq running at you uh, through the centre of the pitch. And you'd, like you say, he's been he's sort of been in and out of the team. He obviously had that suspension, um, which seemed to be going on forever because of the rules of the cup games. But I think Jamie uh, Ward's done all right uh, when he's come in. He's played, he's set up a couple of goals at Barnsley. One in particular for me, and Tariq's had to wait wait for his chance and hopefully for for Tariq. Um, Tariq rather that he's obviously done enough now to try and keep Jamie out the side but it's good you know we, we, we haven't had um, good competition for places and then not only Jamie you know I think Ben Reeves and obviously Joe Rebo has had a great season so far so it's, it's competition for places and it's what we've always cried out for um, and having someone like Fosu coming off the bench is you know not a lot of teams in this division have that Mm, yeah, Reeves obviously another one who's out injured now as well. Uh, again, which we'll talk about later on when we get on to the, the injury situation. Obviously, once you take that lead now, we, we know the importance of, of grabbing a second. And we had a few a fair few chances in that first half. 
Um, uh, we, we heard a flurry of chances that we had um, around sort of like the 25 minute mark I think it was where we saw a couple cleared from, from near the goal and then we had uh, Carlin Grant had a header just before half time and we did lose Eagle in that first half Granty as we said came on and, and had that good chance but we got that second one right at the start of the second half uh, Bilic again um, from, from a corner it fell to him nicely but he took his chance and then you know that, that that's that daylight that we've been talking about not being clinical enough over the last few weeks and not giving ourselves this daylight all of a sudden we've done it now twice in two games mm. and it's made us so much more look made us look so much more comfortable when we then hold on to defend the lead yeah and, and three times in five games obviously and we could have easily done it against Oxford on that Tuesday night and made it four wins out of five because we got the early goal then as well. And we had chances then to extend our lead and didn't do it. And you see what happens when we don't. And you're right, it's something we have called out for more. You look at all the games, maybe not all of them, but a lot of the games we've lost all the way back to Sunderland on the opening day where, OK, that was a bit more smash and grab to even go 1-0 up because it wasn't like we had chance after chance there. But again, we only got the one goal. So... Yeah, it's good to see. and We know we've got goals in this team. Uh, I don't think we've ever doubted that. It's just about getting more than one or two in a game. And, and we've managed to get two, as I say, three games out of the last five. And it's no uh, no surprise or no coincidence that we've won those three games. So, um, yeah, we need to see more of it. Again, now that, that Igor's injured, how much Carlin and Lyle are going to have to play and whether they're going to be able to rotate at all remains to be seen. But obviously we've got a couple of weeks coming up where they can get some rest as well. So I think that'll be important. It's important for us that clean sheet or the, the few clean sheets we've had in the last five games now throughout the last five. You know, bearing in mind the amount of chopping and changing we've had to do at the back. And again, you know, the, the left back position on, on, on Tuesday evening was filled by Naby Sarr. And that's not his most comfortable position. Um, you, you'll see your centre half is um, it did allow Solly to go back onto the right though which is good but um, I thought he performed very well there and then you had <coughs> Pearson Billick in the defence I mean it's hard the, it's hard to show exactly how horrible the conditions were because I don't think it really came up on the on the video but it's so windy and the, the, the driving sort of rain as well is, is certainly coming down a little bit uh, you know, towards the end of the game all of these high balls lofted into the area ball going all over the shop and we dealt with it and, and you know, it shows that defensively particularly now that Billick's come back and psc has gone back to his correct side we're starting to tighten up again which is what we've needed Yeah and it goes back to both saying how balanced we are and I think for me um, Barnsley and Donny game I thought Billick was absolutely brilliant um, at, at centre half um, obviously that might change you might have to move from there now considering um, obviously the injury problems and going back into midfield but yeah I mean it's always nice to have a clean sheet for for the whole team yeah obviously Jed and the back four obviously would be more delighted but as a team it just shows it's always nicer to get that like a 2-0 away win it's really professional um, so yeah it's something to build on now and it's we've had some two decent results against obviously Donny and Walsall um, and yeah it's something to build on so I don't, I don't, I've I mean, like you say about the left back with Naby, I think the only problem I have with Naby is if if you've got a really tricky winger running at him, I don't really it doesn't fill me with confidence because um, he's just a, an old school centre half for me, but he's sort of a big big busty guy. But yeah, he's done he's done the job, and it, it seems like you know he might have to do some more time there if um, Page isn't near fitness which I don't think he is No, Page is still a fair few weeks away uh, as well so like we say psychologically getting back in the top six now I mean it's, it's annoying because we've now caught up in terms of games but almost straight away yeah. ne- next weekend uh, when we're back on international duty we're going to be one behind again so teams will have an opportunity to climb away from us but just to just to show that when we're on par in terms of games that we're in and around that top six 
that psychologically that just shows that we're, we're we're pretty much running to a level that we'd hoped to. I mean, Bayer wants top two, but you know, I think realistically, fans are thinking top six, maybe. Yeah, I think I I don't think there's any reason we can't get top two, but I think we're being a bit careful because we have been down in 13th and 14th place already this season, or, or around that uh, that area of the table. So, yeah, we're not getting carried away. Um, you're right; it is just an opportunity for other people to catch up. There's no guarantee that they're going to win games as well so let's wait and see where we are come uh, in a couple of weeks time but even if people have got ahead we're going to have a game in hand again I know we'd rather have the game and a win but that's the way it's going to be um, but yeah I think I said it consistently this season we look a really good side um, we've just taken maybe we go through little phases but as I said on Sunday's show I think it was it's not I don't think Boya lets you lose too many games in a row there were a couple of poor performances, I thought, um, against Rochdale and Oxford, and he sorted it out and got us two wins again. So I think results are going to fluctuate a little bit, and that's perhaps why top two is going to be tougher for us to get to. But I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, so, we're, so Sunderland are currently in second, but they do have a game in hand on us, and they're seven points ahead. So you'd, you'd assume they'd win their game in hand, so they could be ten points ahead of us. So it would be a ten-point cushion for us to to try and catch up with so I do think it'll be quite difficult but you you never know you never know um obviously Boya just we'll hear from him in a few seconds he, I mean he described the performance as really professional and uh, he used exactly the same word on on, on Saturday didn't he so it's, it's good to see that the you know sometimes you just got to do the job done it's not going to be free-flowing attacking football throughout the whole game although to be fair I think first half we were clearly the better team having chances we did have a a flurry at the start of the second half and then we had a couple of half chances as we went on but sometimes it's just about making sure you get over that finishing line with your clean sheet intact yeah and it's you know sometimes in when it's, when people say professional it just means doing the basics really doing your basics don't give anything sloppy away um like you say you're not going to be Barcelona and do all the tricks and flicks and pass people off the park but you keep things basic keep it simple you win your individual battles and then and then you'll and the result will follow so um but yeah, like away games, like you say, in difficult conditions, away from home on a Tuesday night. If we're going to have any chance of getting top two, which I don't think we will, I think it's a bit too far. But even top six, you're going to have to win those games or at least not lose them. Um, and that's what we're doing at the moment. Mm, yeah, I was told actually on Tuesday before the game as well by one of the local reporters. He was he was saying, I'll oh, tell me it's true that Taylor's going to be out. And at the time I said, yeah, yeah. But then obviously we knew it wasn't going to be true. But because um, he was like, yeah, because apparently apparently he scored on each of his last four appearances against uh, Warsaw for Wimbledon, so now it's five in a row. Uh, so they were upset with that, right? And um, we had a tweet in from London. Nick Giza said it was an absolute quality performance from start to finish at Warsaw. It was a pleasure to be there uh, to witness it, albeit through glazed eyes, having had a few on the way up and arriving in Warsaw at three, and having a good few more in the hotel bar opposite the ground. Uh, well, that's the best way to watch us sometimes. But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, London. Nick Giza. It certainly was. A, a decent performance. I was pleased uh, that I got to get to a pub. There's a the Weatherspoons in Central Birmingham stays open to one o'clock on a Tuesday. What a place! Nice. So I managed to get into the pub for a couple uh, after the game uh, and, and and enjoy that as well. Right, let's have a listen to what Lee Bayer had to say after that clash uh, with Walsall. Um, obviously, uh, very pleased with how it went. Very good. Um, another professional performance, I think, from us. Uh, it's back to where we where we we've been in in the past and it's a tough league you know like we've come here and, and they don't drop many points at home uh, and especially when they've lost then they don't often lose the next one so um I'm really proud of the lads you know i've just told them that's 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 what our standards are you, on a tuesday night tough conditions and 
and the way we fought and, and, and battled and then not only that in especially first half the way we played and moved the ball should have been four could have been three or four half time um, second half a bit more scrappy wind picked up and, uh, and yeah so but I, I, I don't mind seeing that the second half in, in this scrappy like that because then I'm seeing a different side to my team and other people are seeing a different side to my team that that we can do that side of it as well so um, yeah, I think the people that come in obviously we made four changes and, and they all stepped in and practically in the middle of the park outstanding Naby left back obviously we know he's uncomfortable out there but brilliant you had uh, who else who else started Tariq outstanding I think that's the best game he's played this season um, so yeah Igor it's just unlucky you know like, I don't know what to say he looked good as well up until he got injured it's just one of them well the extent of his injuries at the moment well he's dislocated his shoulder he's gone to hospital um, Josh Cullen dislocated his shoulder but it's just, just unreal Saturday we get two hamstrings today we get two dislocated shoulders <laughs> it's just not normal but it's that's just have to get on with it you know a back four and, and Jed I thought was outstanding when Jed needed to be called upon he was called upon and our back four were outstanding I think the way we defended the box two centre halves won every header every header that went into our penalty area midfield dominated the game and, and the front two they do what they do they, they work hard out of possession and, and they cause problems going the other way I think it was the perfect team performance I thought the surprise inclusion of Lyle Taylor as well we were speaking on Saturday you weren't expecting him to be able to play but he started and he scored yeah yeah um, yesterday Lyle said look I feel a lot better but I want to play um, and when your striker who scored eight already is telling you like, I want to play and, and, and I want to fight for the team it's a big game I have to go with that he gives me everything you know and he's a great lad so, um, yeah, I was as surprised as, as what everyone else would have been today. And even then, you're thinking, do I take the chance? Do I, like, because I, I know how much he was struggling on Saturday after the game. But I have to, you know, like, we, we have to win games. And, and, and he came here, put his, his body on the line again, and, um, and thankfully he scored and, and we got the three points. You decided to give. Was it was Carlin being rested just just to have a little bit of rest on the bench when he when he signed on the bench? Who? Carlin. Carlin. Yeah, I thought I'd give Igor like freshen it up. Igor up top. Igor's looked good in training. It's a bit different to Carlin, you know. Like he's, he comes alive, well in the box. Might hold the ball up a bit better than Carlin. More physical, and I knew it was going to be tough here. You know, they're a good side and. I knew it was going to be a physical test. So, yeah, so I thought I'd go with Igor. I said I'm going to start changing things up now. I learned a lot in in that past week that's just gone before now. So, um, and I believe in my squad. I believe in all of them, you know, and they're all good and, and they all bring something different. And um, I have to start using that. Said on Saturday how psychologically important it would be to get back into the top six this evening. So that's a, a good thing that you've managed to climb back into those playoff places. Yeah, yeah. Most important thing is get back to back wins, two clean sheets. It's um, it's important. 
where, where we should be, I think, in, in the playoff positions. And um, now we've got a bit of a break regarding the league to try and get some people back fit. <laughs> so, uh, before our next game. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lyle Taylor has a glorious chance on his addict's debut. Gives Chon a lead. A referee blows the whistle. Taylor steps up. Lyle Taylor. Yeah! Chon Chon take the lead after nine minutes. Lyle Taylor on his Charlton debut. Gives the away side an unlikely lead. Lee Bowie, you're there after Tuesday's win at Walsall. Um, he's needed a reaction, hasn't he, over the last couple of weeks, and it's coming back to fruition. Now it's the now it's how does he extend this? And of course, we know about the injuries, which we'll talk about in a minute. How does he make sure he gets the same level of performance from his depleted squad? Yeah, and he he managed to find it at the end of last season when we obviously went on that run and got into the playoffs. And I think he needs to channel that spirit again. I think was it Prattley came out two or three weeks ago after a game and it might have been after Rochdale at the weekend and said we need to focus game by game yeah. and stop stop trying to look too far ahead. Mm. Obviously the break gives them a natural pause to kind of reflect on where they've got so far but when they get into the swing of Saturday, Tuesday I think he's right. I think they need to forget that they're a team that expect to finish in the top six and just take every single game as it comes and that it sort of looks like that's what they've been doing in the last few weeks and and I think impor- uh, performances have improved as a result. Whether that's something Jacko or Bowyer has said to them or whether they've seen that as a team, I'm not sure. But I think we're easily good enough to to win the majority of our games. We just need to focus on a game at a time. And f- yeah, as I say, forget that we're Charlton, forget we're a big club there to be shot at and just take each game on its own merits and I, and I think we'll be fine. Interesting what Bo has said about, because I asked him about Carlin being rested and he said he, he sort of... He said, he, obviously, Carlin's got eight goals already this season. Lyle's got nine. Uh, there was a, a, a stat tweet going around earlier. That's the most uh, productive uh, partnership in League One at the moment. That's brilliant. It scores 65% of our goals, which is, it does make me think what uh, maybe the midfielders might want to start popping up with a couple more. Um, but 
he said that he Igor, you know, obviously it's different now because he's injured. But Igor at the, on Tuesday felt was going to offer something different. You know, he said he's not afraid to mix it up, and he said he'd learned a lot over the last week. So, I mean, what do you think he meant by that? Do you think he's talking about making sure people stay fresh or or keeping people on their toes? What do you think he meant? Probably a bit of both. I think um, I think with Igor, if, I think if he offers something different. I mean, obviously he's not prolific at the moment, but um, he looks like that- a Furby according to someone <laughs> on Channel Nine. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, I think he offers. You know, he's build up play uh, again. Stevenage was different because it was Stevenage, but you know he, he does he does offer something, and it's like you say, you need to get keep people interested. Um, Will Eagle be here for long? I don't know. Um, well, he's on the he's on on the injury table now, but you do need to keep people interested, keep them fresh because you know who knows what's around the corner. And then obviously this week, which we'll go into in terms of injury, anything can happen. So you do need to keep the players fresh. Um, and I'm just a bit gutted really for him because he, I think he probably would have got another start mm. on Sunday. I think last two or three games mm. he started to show a little bit more. So yeah, so just looked rusty, didn't he? He just needed yeah. that little run of games, but you just Same can't. Same as really... Tariq. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about those injuries just in a few seconds, but I did ask for some free word reviews of the win uh, up at the Banks' Stadium on Tuesday evening. Tim Jackson said professional, comfortable, and clinical. And then he adds twice shoulders, how? And you'll find out what he means by that in a sec. Uh, Terry says gutted, uh, wasn't there. Uh, lazy. If anything, um, Martin, Martin said should win these. Uh, Sebo says when you take into when you take Doncaster into account with the Walter result, his three words are two massive results. F James said it was an absolute delight. Spenny said it was like watching Brazil. Uh, Cliff Scale says we're on our way. Uh, Jack, uh, Jake Wilkes says we're back on track. Excellent stuff, right? Um, Rich Corley, the South London Press sports editor, deputy editor, I like to say, but. Um, he uh, he hits me when I say that. Um, he uh, he tweeted out earlier that uh, so it was two shoulder injuries, uh, two dislocated shoulders. I'm a, I'm a man who suffers dislocated shoulders himself uh, quite often, so um, I know how painful it can be. Uh, and he says that the severity of both of them uh, could keep Josh Cullen and Igor Vettikele both out for up to four months. Now, in particular with Josh, I mean Igor, we have he he was more of a backup striker though. So unlucky that he was about to be given his chance. And now he's out again. But Josh Cullen in particular, I mean, he's, he's so important for us. I think you can see the improvement that we started to have when he came in at a defensive midfield in sort of early September away at South End. I remember uh, he played really well. I think that was his debut as well, actually. But, I mean, that's going to be a huge miss for us. Yeah, it's gutting. Um, and I didn't I didn't see the injury. I've seen the highlights. I can't remember if they definitely didn't show Igor. I can't remember if they showed Josh's, but I don't really remember it. E- Igor's one was weird. So he's just battling away for the ball on the halfway line. And if I'm being ultra critical, I think he realised he wasn't going to get the ball or, or he, he wasn't going to get past the man. And I think he tried to go down a little bit easy. Okay. So it's quite unlucky. <laughs> Backfired. Yeah, quite unlucky on him there. But um, yeah. yeah, I think I, I've had the surgery that it sounds like Cullen had and it, it does take a little while. Obviously, I'm not a professional footballer, but it got me just a little while back to be doing exercise and out running and stuff. So you imagine that's going to be a little while and it's just such bizarre to get two injuries like that you know the two hamstrings at the weekend it's unlucky but hamstrings happen to players particularly as we get towards the winter and it's colder but two freak injuries like that and as you say Igor as we've just been speaking about someone who we wanted to have more of an influence and was probably going to get more game time again through through the winter where we've got a lot of games but Cullen's been just unbelievable in that in that role since he's come in remember he started the, I don't know if the South End game was his first game for us but he started that game quite slowly started to get on the ball more and by the end of that looked a class above and then ever since then he's just gone from strength to strength and he's one of them players that 
again off air on Saturday when we were talking to Boya, him and him and Ward were two players he picked up on and said, well, they've got that class above us. And you see it, he just seems to have so much time on the ball when he's in that holding role. Obviously, Prattley started the season in that role very well. We've seen Bielik do it, although mm. not that well recent weeks. Um, and then maybe someone like George can do it too, or Albie, but that's a big responsibility on them. So, again, great that we've got options, but he's going to be a big loss to us. Aren't yeah, we? I mean, who, who is the natural replacement? Because as you say, we've seen Bielik there. He got hooked at half-time against uh, Rochdale. But in fairness, when we, I think he, he's played there other times. Mm. Fleetwood at home, I think. He played there at uh, Southend, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he played there at Southend, so I'm guessing Cullen... Yeah. yeah, he played... Well, he was... Yeah, he was involved there at Southend. Yeah, I, I think, think, I think Cullen must have been a more, a more advanced yeah, midfielder. Um, so, but at the same time, Billick coming out of the defence at the moment has left us horribly unbalanced. Um, and I think it's much better to leave him there. Mm. So if you go to Prattley there, I mean, Prattley hasn't got the range of passing perhaps that, that Josh has got, but he's certainly got the, the energy to run about and put challenges in. So, I mean, who is the natural replacement in that position, though? Nabby, no, <laughs> no, it's it's difficult. Like you just said, no one had there really. You, you'd go for Prattley originally, but like you say, he's, he's not going to keep a game ticking. He's one he does all the dirty work. Lapsley, like Tom said, it's a lot of a lot of pressure for him. Um, so you would say Bielik, but then I don't want him to move um, unless obviously Paddy's through, which I know he's not. But well, I don't know, but. I assume he's not. I know. I think the the good but thing is that like Ward and Reeves and Aribo have all got that range of passing, so you've just got to rely on them to drop back a little mm. bit more and do a bit more from slightly deeper. It's only got to be one of them. If Aribo mm. drops back ten yards, lets Reeves and Ward still play higher up the pitch. Prattley can do all the dirty work, give the ball straight to Aribo, almost like a more flat four four two when you play it that way. So mm. maybe we'll do yeah. something like that. But Reeves is uh, looks looks to be out for probably three or four mm. weeks with his hammy. Dick still off. went yeah. off with the Dick with the. Uh, uh, Hammy as well, although he's likely to be back. Um, uh, it's good news as well. Billy Clark might get involved at Mansfield. He's been out since last December, so that'd be great to see him involved again. Uh, and apparently Bowers uh, back running, and, and Bose said uh, to, to Richard Corley that he may even feature in, in, in the EFL Trophy uh, next week against uh, Swansea. We had a DM from Charlton Sarr. We said every single year injuries derail our momentum. When the same problem happens over and over again, it's not bad luck. It's a broken system. He says my seven aside team genuinely has more left backs than Charlton, and I wish I was joking. Charlton fans deserve to enjoy the wins, but need to know success will never come until Roland sells. I mean, it's the absolute stamp of Roland's uh, era here at the Valley, unfortunately, is that we, we, we get into a little bit of an injury crisis, and the squad's always just a little bit smaller than it ought to be. And, you know, when, when everyone's fit, it's fine, but no one, there's, it never, it's very rare that everyone stays fit for, for a long season. I think you'd say our League One title winning season, I can't remember having too many major long term injuries, but that's a very rare thing to happen. I think that if we, uh, I agree that the squad is too small, but I think really the only positions we're really sure are up front and left back, and that just happens that that's where we've had the injuries. Now, is that because the squad's too small and therefore those players are playing played too much? Maybe. But you think of the centre-backs. We have got Saar, we've got Bielik, we've got Bauer, we've got Pierce. They can all play there. Um, you look at the um, midfield, we've just listed off a load of players that could come in. OK, we might have to change the system slightly, but we've got a lot of players there. But left-back, we've got no cover. And up front, we only really had Igor because Nicky, I don't think, has really cut it. So those are the only two areas. The problem is Igor's injured and Page is injured. So when that happens, you're then struggling because you have to move other players and that starts to bring the gaps up. But I think in terms of strength in depth, I think arguably under Roland, this is probably the the best strength in depth we've had. As I say, I still don't think it's enough, but 
but it's been a lot worse. Mm. What about Clarkie coming back now? If, I mean, uh, do you, obviously a lot of competition for the number ten, you know, tip of the diamonds role with Ward and with Fosu, but that's where he would arguably slot in. Mm. Um, I mean, it's another option. Do you think? Do you think he'll he'll have a future here? He'll be able to put those two under pressure once he gets back fully fit. Oh, hundred percent. I think when he first came in, he was one of my favourite players. Um, he was. Uh, he was one of those players which, to an extent, I still don't think we've got a player like him now. Um, I know like Jamie Ward and Fosu um, can play at the top of that diamond, but he's that one who will go, he'll drift and he'll go into the little pockets. I think Reeves goes a bit too deep sometimes. I think he's so he's so clever in his movement and he's how he reads the game. Um, I think Carlin and Lyle will have an absolute field day with yeah. him behind him. Yeah. I honestly do, but... Hopefully he gets ten minutes or so on um, on Sunday. But I was just looking for it, looking at this program, right? So we've got twenty eight players on this program. A third of them are injured. <laughs> Nine players. Brilliant. Yeah. So you think? So we're going to have to play a strong side, I'd imagine. But hopefully, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll hear more from Bowes. But we're we'll yeah. we'll hear more from Bowes. But there'll, there'll be players who aren't listed on this program. We'll be playing on on. Yeah, oh, Tony, Toby the Hattrick Stevenson on the bench on Wednesday. <laughs> I bet he gets another one. On Tuesday. That's got to yeah. be a Jacko jackpot. Yeah, well, no, no. <laughs> we saw, we, we saw to- Tobes was there on the, on Tuesday after the game. Uh, he obviously didn't get involved, but the subs were warming down as we were waiting pitch side for the interview. And he came back, he came, as he went past, he said, all right to us. I was like, oh, you're my favourite player of all time, Tobes. <laughs> and uh, sent him on his way. <laughs> right, um, uh, just a quick reminder, Sunday is the FA Cup tie. Obviously at Mansfield, that's why we're having a big match preview for it. But because it is Sunday, there will not be a Charlton Live show on Sunday because we'll all still be uh, travelling back from uh, from Mansfield. So unfortunately, we won't be able to get back into the studio. Uh, so in fact, this is the last Charlton Live show for a couple of weeks because there is an international break coming up after that. Um, we're not going to bother coming doing one in the studio after the, the checker trade uh, against Swansea next Tuesday. Although we made that mistake with the Stevenage game and look what we missed out on. Uh, but yeah, so this is the last Charlton Live show for a couple of weeks. Um, so don't try and tune in on Sunday because we won't be here now uh, on uh, Tuesday evening also after the uh, the tuna win up at Walsall I was lucky enough to get to speak to Jed Stinn now the full interview is going to be available on Valley Pass tomorrow and also you'll be able to read the full interview in the South London Press because I very kindly typed it up for you uh, but this is just a little clip just to give you a little bit of a taste I asked him uh, how he's settling in uh, at the club uh, having come on loan from Aston Villa yeah, it's been good yeah it's been really good boys is it, well, the boys have been brilliant it's a, it's a great squad Um and yeah, you know that's helped me settle in, settle in well. So um, so yeah, long. Hopefully we can keep keep winning games, and uh, you know team morale will uh, will stay high as well. You have to be patient to wait for your chance. Obviously, Dylan Phillips had the number one shirt at the start of the season. Um, is it good to have competition like that? That's oh, great. At the end of the day, everyone everyone needs competition. You know, it, we push each other. You know, anyone in any position. You know, you, you, with that competition, you every day you've got to be at it at training. Uh, every game you've got to be at it because you know there's someone there who uh, who wants that shirt. So um, so yeah, you know that's, that's great. You know we push each other and but you know, we enjoy it as well. People talk about the goalkeepers' union. Saying after a game for like today, you come and say well played and in training, he'll try and keep you on your toes and sort yeah. of that sort of thing. Yeah, it's as you, as you say, it's the, the goal union. We, we work together on a, on a daily basis. So um, so yeah, you know we, we we get to know each other pretty well. So uh, so yeah, you know it's it's friendly friendly competition. That's Jed Steer speaking to me after the the tuna win at Walsall. Um, obviously, he's, first of all, pleased with his clean his clean sheet. He's four for the season. He made he made a couple of good saves. Like I say, overall, I think we defended pretty well, so he didn't have too much to do. But like I say, coming out and collecting crosses 
uh, in pretty difficult conditions. He did that. He made a really good left-handed save, uh, a shot that went across the face sure of goal. We're about 25 minutes left. Now, if that, if that if that goes in, it's a different story, and we're under pressure. So, you know, make, making some important saves, and he's done that over the last few weeks for us. Yeah, he has. I think he's he's in a very difficult position for for two reasons. I think the the keepers we've had over the last couple of years uh, have really warmed to the club. The fans have warmed to them, and they've been outstanding goalkeepers. And then I think he's also battling with the fact that he's taken the place of a young keeper who's come up through our youth system, started the season, I thought, pretty well. And, and a lot of people think he's he's been harshly dropped and, and I'm one of those people. So he's got to battle all that. Uh, and he people, therefore, are expecting him to, to be outstanding immediately. And the difficult thing being a goalkeeper is you can't be... You can't be an active goalkeeper. Like you, you, all you can do is really is react to things. I mean, commanding your box perhaps, but in terms of saves, you can't go out there and try and ask for saves. Saves will come at you, and you have to make them. So there's not a lot you can do to really impress people. Obviously, the, all the chat from Bowie was about his distribution, and I think sometimes people are being a bit critical of that. And again, I, I agree uh, and see that point of view. But in recent weeks, he's perhaps got a bit more comfortable with those around him and. Yeah, I think he's he's maybe not necessarily kept us in games, but he's performed well, and the, and the clean sheets back that up. Well, so he's talking there about how Dylan's keeping him on his toes. Cause that, it's one of those ones you obviously have to broach it quite uh, <laughs> quite carefully yeah. because I don't want to say, "Oh, does Dylan hate you because you've taken his position?" But it is interesting. I mean, I mean, Dylan will be frustrated, but it does show. I mean, what we heard from Jed there is that they still work together. They get on. I mean, it shows how hard working Dylan is. And you know, I think Dylan's a great keeper, and I think he will be frustrated to be kept out of the side. But I think Jed's done fine as well. So it's it's good to see they're working each other, and, and Dylan will keep Jed on his toes the whole time he's here. Yeah, he will, and you know, I'm thinking. As Tom said, I think in recent weeks, um, Jed's, Jed's played really well. I think especially with crosses coming in and corners coming to the box, he's really comfortable, which I was nervous in previous seasons, even with you know Amos and um, Rudd. But yeah, deals will just carry on. The thing is, is it, you can only have one keeper. You know what I mean? You don't really rotate your keepers very often. It's not like you can rotate your strikers. So deals just got to carry on pushing him. And then um, if Jed does make any errors, which you know sometimes they do, He's if he does get a chance, he's got to take it. So um, will it happen Sunday? I don't know, but hopefully he can get some more game because like we've always, you, always said. Do you see a future for Dills beyond this season here at the club? His, his contracts up. Would he be mm. mad to sign a new one? To be fair, I think um, he he needs to sit uh, sit down and assess the situation because he can't this, have another season. Like no, this exactly. And yeah. I, I think he probably <coughs> might have been under the impression that this season may have been mm. his year. Um, but he's at an age now where he needs to be playing regularly. He had that, you know, he played regularly for Cheltenham and won the national league with them. Um, and he hasn't had much luck here. And this, he needs to play. Um, I want him to play here. Um, but if it means that he has to go elsewhere and play, then you know, you know, I don't think anyone could begrudge him that at all. Yeah. Right, let's uh, turn our attention to Sunday's trip in the FA Cup to Field Mill uh, to take on League Two Mansfield. Looking forward to it. I, I actually genuinely enjoy the FA Cup, and as long as it throws up a draw, that's reasonably interesting. So, this is obviously a new ground uh, for, for Cholton. For, we haven't played there for a long old time, uh, if at all, actually. I'll have to double check that. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so a new, ground, a new ground for us, a, a club in League Two that's going well. Uh, I wanted to find out exactly how well it's been going. John Lomas uh, writes for the Mansfield Chad about the Stags, uh, and he's told telling me how it's been going so far for Mansfield. It's been.
been a strange old season because um, pre-season a lot of people were tipping them to be favourites for promotion and they've they've had a fairly good season but because they had two weekends where they had um, international call-ups they had both the games called off so they've been behind the pack all the time playing catch-up and at the same time um, they've only lost once all season in the league but they've drawn 10 of the 17 games um, three of them with very late equalisers so it's been a bit of an odd season and they've been down there in the middle of the table with fans thinking he should be doing better but um, over last midweek and this midweek they've won the two games in hand and all of a sudden now they're shot up into seventh into the playoff places and things are probably a little bit more realistic Mm. so fair to say they're they're hard to beat I guess with all those draws yeah, very hard to beat. I mean, they, uh, they they do dig away. I mean, last last weekend at um, at Cheltenham, they were one 0 up, then two one down. But in stoppage time, they still managed to get the uh, the, the equaliser um, against Grimsby in midweek. They were one um, one down and came back to win it with eight minutes to go. So they're certainly very fit, very determined, and um, they are a very very good side. I mean, it's one of the best squads I've seen down there for a long long time. And it's just a case of them now spending this season proving that point. They are in those playoff places now. They played the same number of games everybody else and they'll be hoping to uh, now actually uh, make that happen. Obviously the manager David Flitcroft he sort of took over towards the end of last season after Steve Evans left for, for Peterborough. How, how has he been settling in over over the course of the last few months? Well he came in for the last 10 games of last season when Steve Evans pounced at the Peterborough job. Um, Evans was going on about Project Mansfield and how he's going to get them up to the championship and uh, unfortunately he bailed with 10 games to go. Uh, Flitcroft came in and it became a nightmare. All of a sudden he tried to impose some of his ideas on the squad, uh, tweak the playing formation and nothing went for him and game after game went by. He couldn't win games and they dropped out of the playoffs and missed out ultimately. So uh, a lot of supporters... Um, were very angry with Flitcroft at the end of last season for not getting over the line, but at the same time they said, "Well, fair enough. You know, he's now got the summer to bring in some of his own players, and it's his team, his tactics. Um, he's changed them from a four-four-two into um, into a three-five-two this season, generally. And um, slowly but surely, we're, we're seeing the uh, the benefits of the players that he's brought in. They've all been very good players." Um, and obviously, Tyler Walker, the the young striker from Nottingham Forest at the moment, is, is capturing all the headlines. Mm. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned there that you felt that from outside the club, people were saying that Mansfield would be perhaps amongst the favourites uh, this season. I mean, what what were the feelings within the club? Obviously, they've they've been back in the in the league for uh, I think five years now um, since uh, since coming back from the conference. What what were people sort of inside the club expecting could be achieved this year? Inside the club, I think they'd probably learned a lesson from 12 months before. Um, certainly coming back to the Football League, they tried very carefully, tried to get the finances right, tried to stabilise everything, get the foundations right. And last season, um, the chairman said, right, let's go for it. And he was quite bullish about it. He's going to, you know, I'm going to appoint Steve Evans, which was a bit of a shock to us all the, the, just before the, uh, well, halfway through the previous season. He appointed him when we thought that wasn't going to be happening. And in the summer, he, he gave Steve Evans a, a huge battle fund. He spent a a lot of money on a lot of players and um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of big talk in the club about championship in two seasons and uh, ultimately when it all came falling down this time around although people outside the club said there's a lot of money being spent in there there's some very good players that they look like they're going to be amongst it um, the people at the club just said we, we just want to improve on on what's gone before they weren't crowing too loudly about promotion this time around um, they, they let everybody else do that one and um, it's probably been the way to go to be quite honest because it's a it's a little more humble, a bit more dignity about it. Mm. Now, looking ahead to, to to Sunday's FA Cup game, 
I think Lee Bowyer has made it quite clear that he's going to be making a lot of changes. I mean, how seriously do you expect David Flitcroft to take the game? Are you expecting uh, like a host of changes? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm expecting on this one that um, Flitcroft, he might, he might make two, two or three changes, but he's got a very, very strong core squad. Um, there'll be no kind of young kids thrown in or sending out a youth team or anything like that. Um, Mansfield know how important it is to have a good football good uh, cup run obviously they had that fantastic time against Liverpool uh, a few seasons back last season they were just one game away from playing Man City but unfortunately didn't quite make it uh, but it is a competition that they want to do well in uh, at the moment they're 11 games unbeaten in all competitions so they want to keep that run going um, they've only lost once as I say all season in the league and um, at the moment they're on a, a new club record of 12 unbeaten away games so uh, they won't be too worried about a, a replay either but certainly on, on Sunday I think the, um, they're going to be going for it they're going to be uh, it's going to be a full strength side or, or as near as damn it um, they've got at the moment so many games to line up and they're playing Saturday, Tuesday Saturday, Tuesday week after week and um, so he, he will tweak it here and there if anybody's looking jaded but they will certainly take it very seriously and um, the fact they've now got a striker actually firing on all cylinders which has been a, a problem for a few weeks uh, Tyler Walker's now scored five in the last three which take him to 12 for the season and uh, he, he's obviously going to be desperate to get out there and add to that yeah, I was going to say, who are the danger men? But I guess Tyler's going to be right up there then. He certainly is, yeah. I mean, the the, the defence has been absolutely brilliant. Um, they've been a three-man defence with, with inter, interchanging four defenders all season. And up until last weekend, they were the uh, equal, meanest uh, defence in League 2. I've not actually checked since last night as to where they are now, but uh, they've been certainly very, very strong at the back. The midfield is looking absolutely superb. Jacob Mellis, the ex-Chelsea player, is pulling all the strings at the moment. Uh, you've got the old warhorse Neil Bishop in there, who's um, getting the, the tackles in and breaking up play. And uh, alongside them, uh, Timmy Elshnick on loan from Derby County, who's been scoring goals from midfield, looking very good as well. But uh, it's, it's up front that they've been lacking a little bit. Danny Rose had a little run, but he scored, he scored five goals, but he, he's, he's not really looked the same player as last season as yet. Uh, but Walker started the season well, coming from Forest on loan. They've been playing him wide at Forest, but uh, Mansfield wanted him down the middle. And um, he, he scored some early goals, including penalties, but went through seven games without a goal. But he's, he's now absolutely uh, back on it this week. I mean, two goals last night with a sign of a, a striker, in, you know, absolutely full of confidence and, and, and in good form. Uh, he would have probably missed those two weeks before. So uh, whatever he's firing on all cylinders, uh, Charlton are going to have to watch him. Yeah, and just finally, just because it'd be interesting to see how Charlton are viewed by another club. I mean, when Mansfield drew Charlton out of the hat, did they think, oh, that's a big draw for us? Is that, are they excited about the fact that Charlton are coming? Or do we not really have that sort of uh, reputation anymore? I think it's somewhere in the middle, to be quite honest. I mean, in terms of the teams that you could have pulled out of the hat, if you're talking about, in inverted commas, big clubs, then, then Charlton are, are certainly one of the bigger clubs that uh, were in that draw. So if you want to get to a named club at home, um, then it, it's decent. And the fact is, uh, Mansfield are very pleased that they're at home, despite that fantastic away record this season. Um, they see this as a, as, as a good opportunity. I was speaking to Mel Benning, the defender. He used to play for, uh, play for Walsall in League One. And he said, as far as he's concerned, he's played in both divisions. And there's not an awful lot between the two, apart from probably the tempo of the game. And Mansfield do like to play at high tempo. So uh, he doesn't think they're going to have too many problems on, on that score. And I think it's a case of seeing what kind of team Charlton name, because if if they if they do name a lot of youngsters and underestimate Mansfield in any way, um, I think they, they might pay the price for that one. But um, certainly in terms of, of, of names, Charlton obviously have had their, their problems on all, all fronts on and off the pitch. Um, and uh, 
they'll, they'll be coming to Mansfield with, with a, a reputation of old. Um, I think the, the sides have only met four times in, in their history, um, and Mansfield have never won any of those, so that's a, another target for them for the weekend. Um, the only other thing to say, there's been a little bit of a controversy up here amongst some of the the, uh, the Mansfield public regarding the actual tie being played at 12:45 on Remembrance Sunday, the hundredth year, the hundredth anniversary of the uh, the armistice. Um, that's been uh, upsetting a few people. The Spags will be doing something pre-match to actually mark it, um, but uh, there's a lot of people saying that maybe the uh, the FA shouldn't have taken the money and allowed foreign TV to dictate that, which would happen on such an important day. John Lomas there from the Mansfield uh, Chad, uh, the the Mansfield Town writer for for that local paper. Um, yeah, interesting point actually. It is Remembrance Sunday, of course, on on, on Sunday while we're playing. So is that the, I imagine a lot of people will be rather would rather go to some sort of event re- regarding that. So I do wonder how many people will miss the game because they're they're, they're doing something different. Um, but obviously, uh, Mansfield, they're having a decent season. They're, they're very hard to beat, as, as John said there. They don't lose a lot of games. It, it goes back quite a long way, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Tom just said a fair was what, middle of September? You said 15th, it? yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tricky game. That you know, they're all, they're, all, they're all thereabouts, and they've got some good players in there, I think. Banana skin written all over it? I, I think so. I bet it depends how much we really, um, how much we really, really want it, for me. I mean, cause I don't think... You know, it's, we both make changes, but you're still probably going to have decent players. Um, I can't see him doing 11 under 18s or whatever, but it's a potential banana skin, like you say. You got Tyler there and Mellis, so it's going to be a difficult game for sure. But I think it comes down who wants it the most, personally. Mm. Yeah, Sebo uh, tweeted in said our last game at Mansfield was the first of April, uh, 1978. Jim mm. Ca- Callahan was uh, prime minister. Jimmy Carter was the USA president, and Kate Bush was at number one in the charts with Wuthering Heights. Good, uh, good, good straight days. Yeah, and uh, Sebo was thinking, oh, I might start going to a thousand jump games in a row <laughs> in the next. I might, I'll start in twenty years, then I'll start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, yeah, right. How seriously are Charlton going to take it now? Uh, press day is on Friday this week, so we haven't got any fresh press day audio. But I did ask Boya uh, how we thought he would be setting up on uh, on uh, Tuesday, uh, on after the game on Tuesday. How would be setting up this Sunday? Uh, and I'll be asking him if he was going to be making any chopping and changing. I don't have many left. <laughs> so it's like I've lost four in the last two games. So I have to, I have to look at as much as I respect the tri- like the, the, the competition. I have to try and look at the bigger picture. You know, um, the most important thing for us is, is getting promotion, and, and I have to protect the players. Like it's been Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Now Sunday, I, I, I've got to look after. Them. I have to. Do you think we'll be looking at a similar side to the one we saw in Milton Keynes in the in the League Cup? Uh, yeah, or or even Stevenage, maybe, maybe something along them lines. We was talking about it earlier on today, but that was we didn't bank on getting them two injuries. We've just got that, so um, I'll have to I'll have to just weigh things up. They'll have a couple of days off now and and recover because. The, the effort they've put in Saturday in, and again tonight we don't play to Sunday so they'll have a couple of days off we won't get home till late early hours in the morning so uh, they'll have a couple of days Are you there um, telling me on, on Tuesday evening about how he is going to 
you know, clearly, in terms of chopping and changing, he said he hasn't he hasn't really got much room to manoeuvre. Of course, with the injuries, but he, he, he talked. I asked him whether it be likely the, the sort of side we saw in the League Cup at Milton Keynes, which was effectively an under twenty three side with Mark Marshall and Nicky Jose. Um, but he said he said possibly more like Stevenage. So we had a, a few first teamers in there. I mean, Wardy got some minutes at Stevenage, of course, the likes of Prattley. So I mean, it gives us hope that we will see one or two first teamers. Yeah, as uh, Boya said, and we said it off air. I think he he has to play some first teamers because he ain't got anybody else left. And there's not there's, there's no need to rest him as such because we're not, we're not actually playing for yeah. two weeks after that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm all in. There, yeah, win it twelve nil. There is some. You look at people like Morgan and, and Lapsley who haven't had a lot of game time. Um, maybe Maskell, um, Taylor Maloney, Toby the Hattrick Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> so so you c- there are players that you can bring in, but if you don't want to bring too many of them in. We were looking at central defence. You think probably Pierce or uh, Bielik is going to have to play, maybe even both. Um, but around the rest of the team, you can probably rest a few. You think Fosu, um, get some game time, maybe a Jose, probably, yeah, in fact, definitely a Jose. So there's a few that you're going to bring in, but it, I think it's going to be a little weird mix of both. But um, as you've both said, it depends how seriously we're going to take it. He obviously respects the competition for what it is, but it's clearly not our priority this season. And with the the cards he's dealt at the moment, I don't think he's got a huge amount of options. I mean, how seriously do we want to take it now? Because there's probably going to—I ain't seen the ticket sales, but you imagine there's probably be five, six hundred fans going up there on a Sunday for a, you know a new ground. They'll, they'll want to see a certain level, won't they? They'll, they'll probably be slightly disappointed if it is only under twenty threes. Yeah, I th- but I think also I think the ones going up there, they'll probably know. Um, even before Tuesday's game um, and the injuries to obviously Igor and Josh that you probably were going to have a sprinkling of um, fringe players sprinkling of un- you know youth players and then maybe a couple of senior pros but uh, yeah I think who plays you know they might want to see it but I think again as long as the effort's there and and you give 100% I don't think anyone will really grumble really um, but uh, you know it'd be interesting to see who we play Um because the thing for me is, is obviously Bowie has a way of playing, at, with this narrow sort of this diamond formation usually, and try looking at the players that he's got available. It's not really, you, you, I'm struggling to try and fit those players into that system. So, for me, it looks like he might have to do something. Maybe will he go free at the back. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, and that's a good thing, I suppose, because Mansfield ain't going to have a clue either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way of putting it. I mean, if I mean, uh, we, we know that Lyle Taylor's unlikely. Uh, to, to travel um, so options up front you know Jose needs to needs to get improved himself like I say I'm almost certain Igor probably would have started mm. if he hadn't if his arm hadn't fallen off um, so uh, Jose a player you, know, you can you can use this competition for fringe players the same as the checker trade who even need to get minutes or need to prove themselves and obviously Nicky is very much in the, the needs to prove himself camp yeah and and I think as, as I've said I don't think we have a lot of choice in who we're going to play I think he's almost guaranteed a start um, from my point of view, uh, I see the FA Cup as game time for, for some of those players. Obviously, I'd love us to get to the third round and get a big draw, but the odds of that happening are, are very small. Um, if it does, then great. But if we were to get knocked out at the weekend, I wouldn't look at it as the worst thing because give some fringe players some game time Saturday and then Tuesday against is it Swansea, um, get that rest in and then look to go again in the league. So... Yeah, I think there's a few players, people like Fosu as well, like I said earlier, trying to play his way back into form. Nicky, who just yeah needs to prove himself. Marsh, who's looked a little bit better recently when he's come on. So a few more senior players that could use this game to their advantage. Um, 
And I don't think the players are going to go out there and not try and win, of course. So, mm. yeah, I think it'll be it'll be interesting. I wonder if there are any of the under-23s that were involved in the League Cup game at Milton Keynes, where they, I mean, they let themselves down in that one. Jacko mm. came out and said it himself after. If they do get a chance, I mean, they'll be really eager to try and put that one right, won't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, like Tom said, it's, it's an opportunity for them. You know, they're, they're not going to get it every week. Young players, you're going to get inconsistency. But it's another time for them to show how far they've come. Bose has always said since pre-season of... You know the the progression of uh, George and obviously Albie um, in terms of where they started and to where they are now, um, and it's now to, it's an opportunity to put them into practice in a, in a real sort of men's football situation, not the under twenty three. It's no disrespect to it, but it's different, different gravy, isn't it? So, I mean, what, what's the risk of uh, you know damage to morale or, or to taking a little bit of the edge off the form we're on now if we do go up there and lose, even if it is a changed team? Will that Will that come into play if if the under twenty threes go out and lose three 0 Will that upset us in the next few not, weeks? Not for me. No, I think there's so much happening in the next, or so little happening in the next two weeks in terms of we've got a checker trade game, then we've got a break. That um, I don't think I think our momentum is going to be halted either way. So I don't think if we win it, I don't think it makes any difference. And, and same with, with uh, if we lose. Mm. I think uh, it's just one of those unfortunate things. We almost just want the league season to just carry on at the moment because of the recent weeks, but. It gives us a chance to hopefully get some players back fit, but no, I don't think the result will make any difference in terms of morale. Mm. All right, well, let's have a little chat about some sort of uh, Jacko's jackpot bet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to predict really at this time, isn't it, when we don't know who's going to play? Yeah. Um, it's difficult. I might have to leave that, but I think it just has to be someone without someone scoring. Not Steve, nil nil, but like. Steven, Stevenson Hadrick. <laughs> I wonder what the odds would be. <laughs> I might actually have a look now. Yeah. We talk, how long are we going to have? We won't have time. We won't have time for you to look at that. But we'll, we'll, we'll think about this. I mean, let's have a. I mean, again, if I'm going to ask you to predict, it's, it's almost impossible to predict because you don't know who's going to play. Mm. I'll, I'll call it a draw. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I can draw. see us coming back here and having to play another game. Yeah. So yeah. when would that be? Because I'm trying to. So normally it's the week after. That's the 18th. It, on the Tuesday, in? but then that's in the midst of our international break. So will we play it then? I'm so confused about that. Well, who knows? Um, right. Um, I, w- I would throw in a prediction. I predict we're going to win 5 0. Uh, and uh, we will come home very happy. 5 0. 5 0. Let me finish, know. Nathan. We come home very happy and in the next round, and we will draw Portsmouth at home in the next round. <laughs> Huddersfield. You used to have hit yeah. Huddersfield. Yeah. No, Huddersfield are in the Prem now. We won't get them until round three. Uh, right, we've just about oh, yeah. run out of time on uh, this week's big match preview. Don't forget, um, we won't be back on Sunday evening uh, on Charlton Live because we are playing Mansfield this Sunday. Uh, so by the time the game's finished and we've got all the way back down to, to London, we won't have time to. To, to get here and prepare a show and all that so we won't be alive on Sunday this is our last show uh, for a couple of weeks if anything really interesting happens on Sunday I might stick an interview out or something on the Take podcast feed. yeah yeah, maybe yeah, that'll be annoying if it happens on Sunday <laughs> we're busy playing a game but uh, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come to that as, as we cross it otherwise we'll be back in a couple of weeks when it's time to start looking ahead to uh, which will be Bristol Rovers at home I think uh, when, when, when we get back to that right uh, Tom Wallen thanks for coming in cheers Louis Nathan Muller cheers boys uh, thanks to all of you uh, for listening uh, let's hope that Charlton can continue their FA Cup run so far we haven't played any games yet so officially we're not knocked out but let's so hope we can so get good. through to the second round uh, I've been Louis Meadows thank you for listening to the Charlton Live Big Match Preview uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 